0: This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Steve Sinsky, CEO of the American Soybean Association. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. Crop insurance: the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with ASA Steve Sinsky next. Today's Open Mic segment is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. After serving as Deputy Secretary of the Department of Agriculture under the Trump administration, Steve Sinski is back in St. Louis and has resumed his position as CEO of the American Soybean Association. Sinsky says he was glad to have served the nation's farmers and ranchers at USDA and is encouraged with Tom Vilsack's nomination to return as USDA Ag Secretary. Yeah, I've been very excited and I'm
1: pleased about, uh, you know, the selection and the nomination of Secretary Vilsack to serve, uh, again at USDA. I think he really hits the ground running. He knows how USDA operates. He doesn't have to take, doesn't have that learning curve that he might have in, in, uh, when, when he first arrived at USDA. Uh, he has a good relationship. Uh, a close relationship with the President of the United States, which is always good because when you come, whether it's a cabinet meeting or some other white Oval Office meetings, uh, you want someone who the President has confidence in uh, when there's various viewpoints being presented from, you know, whether it's the Environmental Protection Agency, USDA, uh, whether it is the National Economic Council. And so clearly Secretary Vilsack has that. Um, And, you know, I think we really know him as uh, uh, he understands the importance of trade. Uh, he was strongly supportive of trade previously and then of course his job is uh, head of the, uh, Dairy Export Council. Uh, very important trade and he's been a champion for trade there. Uh, he knows the importance of innovation when he was, uh, governor in Iowa. I think he chaired, uh, the, the, the governors, uh, on, on working on biotechnology and in support of that. And so he understands that farmers need uh, tools uh, to be able to be competitive and to keep keep producing, um, and then of course I think obviously climate's going to be a big focus of the efforts, and that's been announced by him, uh, by the by uh, President Biden and others, and so I expect a big focus on climate as
0: well. I don't expect that this society today, this Congress, or even this administration is just going to allow the Secretary of Agriculture to concentrate on the safety net of farm programs. I really feel like we're going to see a lot of attention toward rural development, broadband. I think we'll see a lot of attention toward nutrition. I think we're going to see some other areas that will encompass a whole 360 degrees of the Department of Agriculture, and that's a tall order
1: it is it is and usda touches so many different people but i i agree with you jeff i think the uh focus on nutrition programs and how do we make sure that we're getting enough food to uh the population and to school kids is going to be a big focus uh particularly here as we're still dealing with the effects of of the pandemic and the uh you know the loss of jobs and income that has occurred there uh you know, working on uh, our conservation programs and, you know, remains to be seen whether we'll, you know, we could very well see a USDA implement some sort of of uh, climate program using the authorities of the Commodity Credit Corporation uh That is a possibility, and so I think there'll be a real focus there on the conservation, sustainability, climate change. But I agree with you on uh, rural development, on broadband, on infrastructure, a big focus there. And USDA, of course, plays a big role in uh, all of those. And, you know, I think all of us, uh, certainly during the time that I had spent at USDA, uh, uh We had a big focus on rural development, broadband, uh, the ReConnect program to really try to bring broadband to a lot more rural areas and rural uh, uh, citizens
0: because, as we know, it's a transformative technology. You have new faces, lots of new faces in this 117th Congress, and some of those are antagonists to agriculture and some especially antagonists to animal agriculture. Is this climate debate that is now, and the policy debates that will come, is this your opportunity to tell your story, or is this the battlefield that you have to overcome?
1: It's probably a bit of both. Uh, I, we do see it as a great opportunity to st- tell the story of american agriculture american soybean farmers and what they're doing uh you know we're partnering with uh, others throughout uh you know agriculture including the livestock producers uh who have a very good story to tell uh, you know the story that we're telling is that agriculture is not the problem agriculture is the solution, or at least a good part of the solution, to address you know, these twin challenges that we have, which is to not only produce enough food and, and fuel uh, for the future, for a growing and more affluent world population, but also to address climate. And we think agriculture can do both.
0: There will be talk about policy that would encourage farmers to adopt particular practices, Studies said we've already got 140 million acres doing that. We already have companies that are willing to invest and today are paying farmers to adopt certain practices to sequester carbon in the soil. It seems that Washington's going to have to hustle up to catch up to where industry is already headed.
1: Yeah, there is just a lot of great innovation going on and adoption. I, I think, uh, though the, the opportunity is, is for voluntary incentive-based programs. That's what we at the American Soybean Association, that's what we have heard from soybean farmers. They want to make sure that, uh, any kind of programs or that's developed on climate and sustainability is voluntary, incentive-based, um, and is equitable to all regions of the country and that you don't leave out those early adopters who have been doing uh, these practices for a long time now, just as you, as you said. Um, you know, I think there is a real opportunity, though, to see how do we even speed up that adoption curve. Um, are there programs that can be done? Is there research that can be done uh, to actually speed up that adoption of these new innovative technologies? Uh, certainly, I know at, at USDA, and this is something that I had worked on, we had the Agriculture Innovation Initiative. Again, it's nonpartisan. It's bipartisan. It, it takes a look to see how do we both increase the productivity of U.S. agriculture by 40% while reducing our environmental footprint in half by 2050? And research is part of that, uh, making sure that we're putting the right public sector research behind the right projects, and then how do we better speed those research results and get those into the hands of farmers?
0: So this is a he said, she said. He said Senator Bozeman of Arkansas, the ranking member on the Senate Ag Committee, he fears that Title I, that, that farm programs are going to suffer at the expense of new climate programs. She said the chairwoman of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Miss Stabenow, says we're not going to affect those programs. We're going to have new legislation on climate that will bring new money in and approach with farmers. From an ASA perspective, uh, how, do you, how do you monitor and read the climate of this debate that is pending, whether it's now or whether it waits until a new farm bill?
1: Well, we I, I will say that we <laughs> agree with both of them. Uh, we agree with uh, with Senator Bozeman that this cannot come at the expense of farm programs and the farm safety net and risk management programs. Those are foundational uh, to producers. Um, and, and, you know, we agree also with Senator Stabenow that if we're going to do these things, we need these to be supplemental and not take away from the farm safety net. So, you know, I think they're both expressing, kind of two two different versions of the same song. Uh, and and uh, that's what we believe that we have to make sure, and we'll be working uh, from the American Soybean Association to make sure that any kind of programs are additional or supplemental and don't detract from the farm and risk management safety programs.
0: Whether it's a budget reconciliation bill or whether it comes down to new farm policy, how do you go to Capitol Hill and defend yourself against the MAP program funds that were spent to help farmers, whether the, the trade storm that was going on or the CFAP funds that were used to help farmers through a time that they certainly had no control over? Obviously, a, mo- a lot of money went out to rule America and agriculture. I dare to wonder what would happen if it didn't but how do you justify and and do you fear that those dollars might work against whatever a new 2023 bill might look like
1: well uh, certainly there 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 has been you know a lot of resources that have gone to farmers and ranchers but i think there's also a recognition uh, that it was unprecedented, that the trade retaliation that farmers uh, faced, and so the market facilitation payments were needed to keep farmers in business and to keep farm income there and, and to keep the economy going. Um, you know, I, I think the same thing can be said on the coronavirus food assistance program and the coronavirus assistance that's gone out to the general economy. Just a, a lot of things, a lot of assistance has been needed as we've dealt with this unprecedented pandemic. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, this, this will be seen as these were very unusual times that we have gone through and that that will not, uh, reflect ill for the future of the next farm bill.
0: Steve, I'm not a lawyer and to the best of my knowledge, you're not either. Uh, I didn't pretend to be while at the department of agriculture, but you've sat there recently. So what about the CCC? Can the CCC be used to develop a carbon bank uh, to to facilitate a program uh, for agriculture nationwide? I think it really depends on the structure
1: and exactly what they try to accomplish. I mean, the provisions... Within the CCC Charter Act are pretty clear that they're there to, uh, the CCC authorities can be used to assist in the marketing of agriculture products, to assist in the production of, of agriculture products, uh, and you, we would just have to make sure that any, I think we'll have to see and judge, and I think that's going to be the challenge for, uh, Secretary Vilsack and his team, um, you know, to see if they can design a program that is, fits under the legal authorities of the CCC or not. Uh, and I think that they, the underlying statute is going to determine what that program looks
0: like. It looks like Michael Regan, if confirmed by the Senate, is going to be the new administrator of the EPA. And there's a couple of pretty big uh, issues that are inside that agency. One, while you were CEO at American Soybean Association, you were part of a number of agriculture groups that were talking about the Obama administration's interpretation of what was covered under the Clean Water Act, and their answer was the waters of the U.S. U.S. agriculture didn't like that plan. Mr. Trump came up with another plan, and it doesn't look like this issue is going away. How are you prepared for that debate again?
1: Yeah, and and I think you know, the, what we have been communicating, uh, you know, uh, I had a conversation. I uh, received a call from Michael Regan uh, reaching out, and we talked about that, and we talked about the biofuels, how important that is, uh, how important, you know, having a science-based regulatory system is, um, but also how important something like the Waters of the United States rule uh, and, uh, uh, you know, any kind of replacement for the rule. That the Trump administration put in place, what does that look like? Uh, it has to provide certainty to farmers. Uh, certainly, we believe that the that the WOTUS rule put out by the Obama administration went way, way too far. I mean, we're all in favor of clean water we want clean water but but also to create regulatory uncertainty and have farmers whether they might be covered uh in their normal farming practices for land that they farm might be subject to uh you know massive fines and permitting and things like that we just can't have a society that operates like that
0: it seems like we're due for a courtroom regardless of what happens
1: Uh, That could very well be. There's strong feelings on both sides of this issue, and and I have no doubt that whatever rule, uh, replacement rule that the new EPA, that the Biden EPA comes up with, uh, I'm sure it will be challenged in
0: court. I can't speak to the volume, but I know that it was checkoff dollars, and I know it was soybean farmers that were working to try to build an industry uh, centered around biodiesel. And it has proven to be effective. It has proven to be a market catalyst. But it also falls under that renewable fuel standard that has been so much in question over the past several years. What do you hope for from this new EPA and from the energy decisions that have to be made in the country, even if some major names are talking about moving electric
1: the importance of biofuels is so still important for demand I mean I was part of the here at the American Soybean Association uh, when we started and worked with the soybean farmers and our states and the soybean checkoff to start the biodiesel industry and and you know, what, what, a, what an industry it has been. I mean, today biodiesel is using about a third of the soybean oil that's crushed from soybeans here in this country. And so it is a great, great market and it supports the price of soybeans. Uh, what we're looking for from the Biden administration is number one, you know, don't be hostile toward renewable fuels. We think renewable fuels, because of their greenhouse gas benefits, favorable comparison uh, and reductions uh, that they can make uh, in greenhouse gases compared to petroleum fuel, uh, really are an answer. That if you want to make significant and quick progress, you need to be relying more and more on renewable fuels. Administer the RFS, uh, like it, like it should, should be administered. Don't grant massive small refinery exemptions. Uh, those are all things that can be done, but I think it goes back to, importantly, biofuels, biodiesel, ethanol, really have a role to play in any kind of sustainability and climate, uh, solutions as well.
0: We've seen over a period of years that when farm bills came around, at one time it was just agriculture. Agriculture worked on the farm bill. But then over time, agriculture took an environmental aspect and we began to bring some other groups in that helped to bring a farm bill across the finish line. In this debate over climate and climate smart policy, are we finding some non-traditional groups that are coming together with agriculture and and, and speaking with a voice that's common?
1: We certainly are, and there's some great groups, and we're, we're partnering with uh, some of those groups that are very much uh, that are working and recognize that, again, that agriculture can be part of the solution. Um, uh... So the groups recognize that those solutions have to work for farmers and so i think there's been some really good coalitions and dialogue with uh... some of the environmental groups uh... where we have common ground we have common interests and are working together. Uh, unfortunately, there's still some groups um, that almost see agriculture as the enemy and farming as the enemy. Um, and and you know, my hope is that will change over time. But there are you know some really good uh, environmental groups that recognize that farmers are conservationists and that by working together we can accomplish great things.
0: Senator Grassley suggested uh, this past week that it may be just before the Easter break, before Catherine Tai may seek consideration and be perhaps confirmed as the next U.S. trade representative. Uh, Steve, we could spend the whole rest of the program and part of tomorrow talking about trade, but I would just ask from the American Soybean Association perspective, what are your hopes from this Biden administration as it pertains to trade? china your number one customer for soy uh europe that has proven challenges in times past and then there's this cptpp that still is lingering out there
1: yeah we have uh, identified some of the areas on on trade and that we've shared them with both uh katherine uh, tai the ustr uh ambassador nominee as well as with secretary vilsack um and uh you know, really, our our trade priorities are are those that you you have just ticked off. Number one, uh, just reminding the importance of agriculture trade to farming farming and agriculture in general, but to soybean farmers in particular. You know, fifty uh, percent of our production is destined to go overseas, and so we really depend on trade. And so our message has been uh, to despite. To keep the China trade going, uh, we need to navigate through the really tough issues that we face with China, uh, whether it be, you know, human rights and, and their treatment of the Uyghurs and Hong Kong, whether it be the great power competition, whether it be intellectual property issues. We need to navigate and, and deal with all of those issues Without getting into another trade war with China. And that has been a clear message that the American Soybean Association has been delivering. Uh, number two is that we need to look for opportunities to expand free trade agreements. Uh, we would love to see the U.S., re, you know, go back and re-enter the TPP or the CPTPP as it is called today. Uh, because again, We're losing out on uh, exports because of the tariff advantages in those countries, whether it be Vietnam or others. have, uh, you know, relative to the other suppliers and that we need to be in there. We need to make sure that we have access to those markets to be able to compete. And so those, those have been, uh, really key messages. And then, you know, we have to navigate some of the issues we're having with Mexico as well. You know, hallelujah that we have the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement in place and that that's been solidified. But, you know, Mexico is also uh, you know, we're, we're nervous about some of the actions. They haven't approved any new biotech products since 2018. Uh, some of the decrees that have come out of, of Mexico with regard to glyphosate uh, or corn, biotechnology corn, uh, those are worrying.
0: Well, just as it appears, Tom Vilsack will be heading back to the Department of Agriculture. A lot of soybean farmers very pleased to know that you have the opportunity to serve at the USDA again but also to come back home uh, to your position here as CEO of the American Soybean Association. Steve, thanks for taking time to be with us on this edition of Open Mic. It is Open Mic, and today you get the last word, sir.
1: Well, I'm delighted to be back at the American Soybean Association, uh, and uh, it is an organization that I have spent... uh, you know, a good part of my career serving, working on behalf of soybean farmers, and I'm uh, I, I felt very honored to have had the opportunity to serve uh, America's farmers and ranchers as their Deputy Secretary of Agriculture. But I'm also happy to be back here at ASA and in St. Louis and taking those experiences and using them for the benefit of U.S. Fo- soybean
0: farmers. Our thanks to ASA CEO Steve Sedski, our guest this week on the Open mic agripulse open mic is brought to you by ncis the national crop insurance services crop insurance the smartest most efficient way to secure america's food fiber and fuel supply for agripulse i'm jeff Daly.